Welcome to another episode of the Gospel Lifeline Podcast. My name's Neil, here with Matthew Statler. And today, we're continuing on in our series on 10 questions to diagnose your spiritual health. Uh, we, we've moved through some interesting ones. We've talked about growing more governed by God's Word, thirsting for God. Um, but today, we're we're going to kind of talk about the presence of God. And he poses the question, which... I don't know how we exactly feel about the question, um, but nonetheless, the question itself is, are you more sensitive to the presence of God or to God's presence? Um, you know, Matt, we, you know, we were kind of joking before we started recording about, you know, it, it is okay to desire an awareness of God's presence, a feeling of God's presence, uh, sometimes in the Christian life. Man, we feel, you know, and I use that word on purpose. We feel like, man, where where are you, God? Are you even in my life? I don't, I don't feel your presence. Um, and and we may respond to that, like the Puritans called it, that desertion of God, uh, or God's desertion. Uh, we may respond to that by trying to manipulate particular outcomes. Right? What are some? What's what's a how have you done that in the past? And we're, and we're not recommending these. We're just talking about <laughs> what, what we've done to try and, and get God's presence back. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and kind of riffing off of what you're saying, the, the whole emotional connection. Yeah. Right. I mean, we, we recognize that with our spouses, there are times in our, in our marriage where we feel close and, um, maybe we feel more in love than at other times where we're like, we're just going through the motions we're yeah, we're doing our thing. And so we tried to cultivate or inculcate romantic uh, time or we spend time dating or, you know, what? so I think it's a natural tendency on the heart of a human to want to have this feeling of God's connectivity. Presence. Yeah. Connectivity. connectivity. Yeah. And I think Christians we we're drawn to this because I think our, we know that there's something more that we, yeah. you know, we're promised a, an abundant life, a, a life uh, more abundant. I, in fact, I woke up this morning and I was like, God, uh, you know, you promised an abundant life. <laughs> Where is it? You know, and because <laughs> and, I was tired, I was grumpy and I was just like, you know, what's going on here? And, and that's, you know, that's the truth is, as we desire this. And so, um, you know, growing up, different different people had suggested different things to me uh, to maybe cultivate an emotional experience, emotional connection. Um, and, and I think it was the book Desiring God, or it was like a workbook, and it might have been a youth one. Um, but basically, it said something like, you know, get alone and, you know, have silence for, you know, 30 minutes and uh, walk around and and do these things or, or something like that or, or pray. And I remember going through the, the motions with that, like anticipating, okay, what's this going to be like to experience God? What's it going to be like to experience God? And, um, you know, it just, it was not seemingly that effective in my, you know, at that point in my time, you know, I just did not have that experience. And so maybe I thought, uh, or well, I did think like, oh, there's something wrong with me, or maybe I'm not saved. Um, I didn't have a, 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 a Holy Ghost revival in my soul. And so, <laughs> you know, so like something's not right. Um, 
And I've also heard people say stuff like, well, you just need to listen to the right kind of music or, um, you know, fast and get in, uh, get surrounded by other people who are super holy and that rub elbows and that'll, you know, and it becomes, <clears throat> I would, you know, say almost uh, charismatic in a, in a sense. So anyways, that's, uh, that's been my experience. And I think sometimes it makes me uncomfortable because it's like, there's a higher special spiritual level that yeah. you can acquire if you just have this experience this emotional experience uh, what about yeah. you neil yeah i remember uh being a, a youth kid right and everybody you know when you grow up in the southern baptist church and uh every summer as a youth right you go to like youth camp or these you know intensive discipleship you know things and uh you you're on the you have these like highs right like these emotional highs man i really felt the presence of god and then and then now i'm back in school and where is he he doesn't exist here you know or whatever and i remember going to a, a youth leader i think it was a youth leader uh you know and i was like man i just i don't feel like god's in my life like what what's going on what's wrong with me again that kind of quintessential question or even existent existential <laughs> to a degree right and uh like why am i here what's <laughs> my purpose all that kind of stuff what do i do when i grow up and uh he was like man you just need to you need to get out you need to be alone you need to you need to fast pray you know all all good recommendations right but i'm like you know, I'm like 15, 16, whatever years old. And I'm, I'm going to take that to the 10th degree. Oh, you said, get alone, uh, pray fast. All right. You know, I'll, I'll do that to the nines. Right. So I remember driving out to our, our family farm. I got like a tent. It's like, it's summer. So it's like blistering hot. I'm like, all right, I'm going to set this tent up. Got my Bible. I'm going to fast, stay in this tent. I'm like sweating, pouring sweat, like going full native out there in the wilderness, you know, like for three days, I'm just like at this point where uh, I'm like physically just spent because I'm sweating and not eating and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then I, I'd get out of tent and I'd walk around, and if I felt a breeze, I'm like, oh, God, that's you. You're like, you know, <laughs> you're, you're like surrounding me, you know, or whatever. And, uh, you know, really trying to manipulate that. And then I came, went home, and it was like, it's over, you know. Um, so I think, like, that's maybe is a common experience uh, where we we get these, like, these highs, these spiritual highs, and then, and then it's like, okay, well, God, God must have left me because I'm not continuing in this mountaintop moment or whatever. And so, what we want to say out the out, out the gate here is, uh, man, God is omnipresent. Uh, this is a theological truth that we must understand as believers, right? This incommunicable or not not shared attribute of God that helps us to understand his godness right like because he's god he is everywhere at all times so like he never is not present he's always present now we may feel at times and for various reasons maybe it's 
uh, brought on by sin and callousness of the heart. Maybe it's brought on by suffering and where we feel like, man, like this will not relent in my life. Um, uh, there are variables, right, where we can feel like God is distant, but he is he is actually not, not for the believer. He's not distant at all. And the unbeliever alike, he's not distant. He is omnipresent. Now, if his Holy Spirit is in you, then his presence is in you. And uh, he moves our our minds, our actions, our our emotions together. It's run by the engine of God himself that we're at work in you. And and I think the desire to grow in our emotional capacities for the Lord or our connectivity with God is is natural and good, right? Um, but we also, there are some theological truths that we must cling to as believers so that we can discern what we actually desire that is good or uh, not good, or at least our response, right? We don't want to, we don't want to get in the game of manipulating God or trying to, we can't. Uh, but trying to, and and Whitney offers some uh, really helpful kind of theological truths to govern this by. Matt, you want to read some of those off? Yeah, so he, um, how do we discern God's presence? <clears throat> so when he talks about the presence of God, he's he says there's the universal presence of God, which is what Neil was just talking about. God is everywhere. He's not everything, but he is everywhere. Right. Um, the Christological presence of God, God was and is present in Jesus Christ. First uh, John 1, 1. Uh, Which that 14. talks about the incarnation, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, the incarnation. So Christ walked on this earth. He's the image of the invisible God. He is Emmanuel. He's God with us. Uh, the indwelling presence of God, so the Holy Spirit in the in a unique way within Christians, um, second distinct person living within our bodies. Um, we have this perceptible presence of God, so God's presence is often perceived through his work or influence. Uh, usually is what someone means when we speak of someone, uh, when they say, the Lord was with him in a powerful sermon or a, a personal witness. And then you have the heavenly presence of God where his presence is manifest in heaven as in no other place. And then, of course, the eternal presence of God. God's presence will either be forever enjoyed in heaven or forever forfeited in hell. Revelation 21, 3, 2 Thessalonians 1, 9. Um, but because he's omnipresent, there is some sense in which uh, he is even in hell, uh, so it's not the absence, but the presence of God in hell that is so terrifying and tormenting. So right. those are just a few uh, points that that Donald Whitney is making, and it makes more sense that this chapter asks the question, are you more sensitive to God's presence? Sensitive in the sense of, are you sensing not not feel necessarily a feeling oriented way yeah right? so are you have you become numb to god's presence in your life right you're aware you're you're intimately aware of it you know and i think the most helpful for me personally of those truths is the perceptible presence of god like can i perceive it can i see it do i am i looking for god's hand at work, his providence, 
uh, at work in our lives, through people, through the means of grace, through um, how situations play out, you know, I, and, and I think that's probably what the, the everyday Christian is trying to grow uh, in sense of, right? Do we see the Lord's hand at work in our lives, through people, through the church, so on and so forth? Um, because I think that is where we grow numb. Uh, personally, I think we become blind to his hand at work in our lives. You know, it reminds me of John 5, 20, you know, right on the back, Jesus heals this paralytic man or this, you know, man on this mat, right at the pool of Bethesda. He does it on the Sabbath day. And that's why everybody's uh, bothered. Right. And, and, and John 5, 20, Jesus says, you know, my father is at work uh, until now. And so I am also working. And and I think that's where the blindness comes. And for the Pharisees, they were blind that God works every day. (laughs) You know, like he's always, you know, the psalmist says he does not sleep nor slumber. He he is always working uh, in the world. You know, the fact that we have air right now is because the Lord provides that uh, substance to cause life in us. And uh, I think that's what we start to miss and become blind to over time. And again, maybe because suffering, maybe it's because of sin. Uh, we don't see the Lord actively working. I was just going to say, that's the same thing we see. You know, the theme of John is like, here's the the incarnate word. Here is God in human flesh. And the Pharisees who've devoted their lives to God, they're missing it, right? Because of the hardness of their heart and, and various other reasons, their pride. Um, and I think that's exactly what we see here is that sometimes um, our inability to sense the presence of God is a result of our own uh, sin is a result of pride in our lives. Um, It could be uh, any number of of things that is causing it. And so God removes his presence from our perception for a time uh, in order to discipline us, uh, in order to judge us and in order for us to seek him more. Uh, I think, you know, it could, there could be no perceivable reason why he's done this, um, but it's for our good. And that's hard to grasp onto when we feel deserted. Yeah. And, you know, notice when we feel deserted, what deserted, what does it increase? It increases our longings, right? Like we begin to long for the Lord. Um, and goes back to chapter one, where we talked about the thirst of God increasing, right? When we when we feel God's desertions, we begin to say and think about him. Where are you, O Lord? And that's good, right? Like <laughs> we, the fact that the almighty God of the, all things, the creator of all things, um, increases in individuals, their longings for him shows his very presence in our lives. Um, and, and that's what we want to stir up and grow in, right? Like we want to grow in longing. We want to grow in a sense, sensibility of his, of his very presence at work in our lives. Um, now there are always with Donald Whitney, some very practical aids to, to grow, to cultivate uh, these sensibilities, right? Uh, what was what, what was some of the ones that really stuck out to you, Matt? 
Well, he made a, a very strong case about seeking him through his word, seeking him through experiences that are founded on his word, and seeking him through daily life in ways that are informed by his word. So he was very word focused uh, in this, which I think is very helpful uh, because it oh, yeah. can be easy, right, for us to think, okay, I just got to get alone and I got to breathe in and got to breathe out and empty my mind and the Lord, is, you know, and, and we just begin to create some kind of uh, then he'll mystical, speak. Yeah, <laughs> mystical experience. Or, uh, you know, there's, there's some interesting practices that people have tried where you you know breathe out this word and breathe in this word and um you know you say this statement and say that statement, and that's gonna create in you some kind of uh, euphoric experience where you're feeling the presence the quakers were huge on that kind of activity yeah. that mystical activity and and being word centric removes the mystical activity and gives us like realities to cling into or cling on to Rather. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, one thing before we jump into opening your spiritual eyes to his presence, uh, I, I sometimes liken this experience to when I go to the Grand Canyon, I'm just awed by the maximumness of it, the impressiveness of it, uh, its size, the beauty, the rock formations, and my eyes just cannot take it in. And I, I experience an emotion from what I am seeing. Um, I do not have that same feeling when I'm sitting in my closet in my house thinking about it, right? So how do I inculcate a experience? Well, I need to go, as, this, um, as Donald says here, he says, go often to the place where God has revealed himself most clearly, the mm -hmm. Bible. Yeah. Right. And so as I'm reading the Bible, this is a testimony to God's presence, God's interaction with man. Um, and and in my dark times, when I feel deserted, I need this. I need this more. Hmm. Yeah. And, and then he kind of moves into prayer, right? Acknowledging his presence with you by talking to him. Um, prayer is always going to be that one that for many is most difficult. They so sometimes I when I when I counsel people or when I talk with folks, they're like, Man, when I pray, I just don't feel anything. I just feel like, man, I'm just saying words up into an aimless sky, right? Um, and when we are when we are actually um saying, God, like your word says about you that you are with me because the Lord Jesus Christ is with us right? Uh, his incarnation directly impacts me and my life. You, the, the, the incarnate word who is Christ has said, I'm giving you my spirit to be in you and with you, to teach you, to guide you, to direct you. Uh, may God, you've done that to me. Your word says you have given me this. And so I'm speaking back to him in, and in that activity, uh, that word-centric activity of bring it, breathing in God's word and breathing out in prayer, man, we are feeling, we're becoming more sensible to the presence of God at work in our lives, right? And that helps us to understand more deeply that the Lord is at work. 
Uh, and then he moves forward and into one of my favorite ones uh, for, you know, cultivating these sensibilities. And that's the seeking him in the manifestations of his presence, giving only through congregational worship. Matt, you want to touch on that some? Yeah. Um, he, he talks about the body being a temple of the holy spirit right and we we recognize what he's talking about here the body as in the gathering of christians yes um so there's a sense in which going to worship with the people of god is going to the lord's temple where his presence abides in a true church his word is preached his son is presented in the lord's supper his spirit ministers through many of and diverse gifts and so forth the solitary worshiper does not have access to the presence of the Lord in exactly these ways, right? And we've we've had a whole series of podcasts, right? Church, some assembly required. Yeah. The Lord, you know, the, the spirit in his divine wisdom has gifted um, different members of the body with particular gifts. And one individual person does not have that abundance of gifts. And so by removing yourself from the gathered worship you are removing yourself from the opportunity to see the manifestation of him and his presence yeah uh, which happens in corporate worship and, and you know and mm. just on a practical level neil um it when you're sitting next to an 80 year old man who's a widow or widower and he's crying out you know it is well with my soul and right next to him is a young lady who was a drunk for a good portion of her life. All right. And we're all worshiping the same God. I mean, that's transformative. That, oh, that yeah. Is, that is, I mean, that that is just mind-blowingly helpful to get me through another week. Right? Yeah. It washes away the the suffering from the past week and and primes me and primes the pump for a whole nother week of seeking to live my life to the glory of God. I'm I just don't know what else would stir the affections uh, in worship of him than singing Christ-honoring, God-exalting songs with the other saints uh, and, and then doing the work of the ministry. I just, I, don't know, I just can't think of anything else. Yeah, the Spirit actively uses other believers when we assemble together to minister to us and to meet us, right? Like, man, like God's presence is very clear when we come to the Lord's house on the Lord's day to worship him uh, because then those, those activities uh, draw our attention off of us and bring the, it's like God drags our eyes on to himself. <laughs> and, That's right. Yeah. And man, what a gift that the Lord has commanded of us to assemble together, to not neglect that work and, and to begin to, orientate our hearts and worship to him. And like, man, if you, if you're like, man, where the Lord, I don't feel him or whatever, <laughs> like, man, I would ask to you, like, what are your, how often do you assemble with other believers and, 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 and participate in these activities that the Lord has commanded of us? You know, like studies have shown like, <laughs> and this is really sad, that regular worship attenders is like two times a month. That's not regular at all. <laughs> that drives me nuts when I see these surveys that they are judging uh, reg regular activities and worship as 
bi bi weekly participation. <laughs> one to two times right? a month. Like, yeah. It's it's insanity to me. No, regular worship means we come gather together each week because that's what the people of God do. That's how the Lord. That's one of the main ways we experience his presence when we hear, like you were saying, the 80-year-old man next to us singing, crying out to the Lord in song. And that ministers to us and we, when we hear the prayers of his people, when we hear the preaching of his word, like all of that, man, God has, has given to us as a grace for, and that grace is his presence, right? Yeah. And, you know, so no wonder we're so spiritually anemic and, and sick. Yeah. Uh, it, it's because we're not taking advantage of good nutrition. I mean, if you were only mm -hmm. eating once a month, that people would say there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. in addition to that, Neil, there's a another thought that was has now escaped me. So it's not going <laughs> to well. do me any good. Um but oh well it's gone that's okay well those are the main the the main ones that stand out to me i mean he has another one where it's like reaffirming the omnipresence of god um daily you know oh it was martin luther okay martin yeah. luther you know he suffered from bouts of highs and lows and depression and schizophrenia or whatever right he he was all over the place poor guy right and he would have seasons of being so overwhelmed he said that he would grab his his Bible, his Psalter, and he would run to the chapel because there was, you know, during that time, there's always some kind of service and prayer and just to be around other people. So in his depressive state, he ran and got tried to get with the, the people of the Lord. Mm. And, and I think, you know, that's where we do ourselves a disservice in our culture today is we're so individualistic that we're we're not seeking to be around other people in fact when we feel depressed we want to be alone and so instead of seeking out another believer that's going to be worshiping we want them to come and talk to us and worship us or or something like that and i just i think there's a uh a, a a reason why the the body is so important i just thought that was an interesting connection yeah totally well, you know, speaking of the Lord's presence, Gabe De La Rosa continues to call me over and over again. So must why be don't, an emergency. Must be must be an emergency. I don't know. But uh, you know, when we're you know moving through these 10 questions to diagnose your spiritual health, I think uh what all of these should do for you, friends, is to uh further some introspective thoughts, right? Like ask yourself some real questions. Um you know, concerning, um, concerning how you assess your healthiness today, right? So yeah. it, maybe you're listening to this question or, or what our topic has been on today. And you're like, man, like, you're right. I do feel this God desertion, right? <laughs> I don't feel the presence of the Lord, or I'm not sensing it as much as I have in the past. Um, man, these are the moments where you can go, okay, how am I engaging God's word regularly? How am I speaking with my God regularly? How am I, am I treasuring my church's weekly opportunity to uh, hear the whole counsel of God's word, pray, sing, um, the administration of sacraments, the exercise of church discipline? Am I treasuring those activities? 
Uh, if not, man, those are the things now now to create action plans around so that you can uh, begin to foster more regular actions and rhythms uh, where you where you're provoking the sensibilities to God's presence or any of these other questions. So, you know, we just want to encourage you today, man, to ask hard questions of yourself, assess yourself, uh, bring in accountability to, you know, uh, assess you as well. Like do this with others, uh, with your spouse, uh, with your family. And man, what will happen is you'll begin to mature more and more uh, into Christ likeness. So, uh, Matt, do you have any final parting words or are we going to no, close if you, it? If you could do us a favor and you you guys are enjoying these podcasts, you're liking them, could you drop us a comment wherever it is that you listen to podcasts? Could you share it, uh, subscribe? You know, Any of those things will be helpful. One, it encourages us so that we know that you're listening and that you're getting some value out of it because as you both, you guys know, Neil and I are just swamped with everything else and um, we know we're doing this half of it. We're doing it for ourselves because we just like to be able to talk and deal through with this ourselves. Um, but we really also want to be edifying to you. So if you're being edified by this, um, please like it, share it, subscribe it, comment on the Facebook page or wherever. And, and that would be an encouragement. It'd be a personal favor to us. And, um, you know, we'd really we really like to see if this is effective and a good use of our time as well so if you could do that uh, we'd really appreciate it well on that note neil and matt we out <laughs>